Good. Um, okay. Can you see that's recording time? I'm paranoid now. Oh, good. <laughs> now we're starting. Um, we are doing something different this week because the we're all in these parshas of Gula. Now we're getting to this week's parshas Yitro, where we're going to our Sinai. So I thought it was apropos to discuss, you know, Rabbi Nachman discusses this um, in a particular modality, and I, and I think it's very, very powerful for each one of us. Are, you know, we're constantly trying to bring redemption back to our own personal lives because that's really this final redemption. It's a redemption of our, our personal self. Really, you know, the world, we're just projecting ourselves onto the world. You know, Galuta, so many times like Galut and Gula is here. Yeah, so first we want to discuss, before we get to this Parsha, we're going to discuss um, a little bit, uh, it was called Etzot uh, Mavorot, was, was, I wouldn't say written, it took Lukute Etzot, which is called, translated as advice, by the book advice, it's in English, mm-hmm. by Brussels Research Institute. It's, it's, you know, Rabdasan basically redacted. Um, Rabbi Nachman told him to do this, is to go through Lukutimah and pull out all the advice in Lukutimah, because that, that's the weapon of the tzaddik, the tzaddik gives us the advice we need to get through our own uh, life, our own maze. And so Rabbi Nachman did this, and then the great-grandson of Rabbi Nachman, Shimshon Barsky, you can go to his cavern in Uman, uh, he's buried there, and he, he then took it and made it more, say, more modernized the, in his day, the language so it flows a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit easier, and also adds in a little bit of things which where he felt Rabbi Nachman meant to say certain, certain things. So this is Eitzot Mavuot, and we're well, just a little piece uh, bet in Eretz Israel. Just so, you know, we're talking about Galut and Gula, and you know, the physical Gula only takes us so far. I think we've been hinting to that that issue. It only takes us so far in life because there's a point in time where we have to come to grips with the fact that. The exiles, the exiles really rest within us. Rest within us. And all this back and forth that we constantly go in the out of the land, out of, in the land, out of the land, um, is really just part of the manifestation of our own inner trauma of being in this world. A world that is not meant to be the way it is. And so we're kind of grappling, as we discussed a long time ago in the beginning of this series, the Maharal says, so nicely that the nature of the nation, the nature of Am Yisrael, is to be in the land of Israel, and no matter how far, how long they're outside the land of Israel, um, that will never become their natural place. The world is uh, the world itself. Everything we have, uh, um, all the four types of creations, which is you know inanimate, plant, animal, and and speaking beasts, which are man, are all have this what I would call in technical terms, a, a computer virus, so to speak, right? It's a, the system is out of whack. A, in Hebrew, it's called a kilkul, corruption, but the system's out of whack. And the whole system's an exile because we're not in the right proper place, therefore nobody else is in the right proper place. Now, just because we've come back in some sort of setting doesn't mean that our internal selves are back. And we've discussed this many times, the exile is really the ultimate exile. It's within. We still haven't completely, you know, the reason why that we can think about accepting the Trump plan is because we don't fully realize that we don't really need to accept it. It's all part of that same manifestation. The, 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 the land does not seem whole to us because we ourselves are not whole. I'm Israel and all the 12 tribes mm-hmm. are not whole because we ourselves are not whole. Okay. So 
Shemesh Barsky says this, Ka'asher Pogmin Be'eretz Yisrael, I think we've, I've said this in other, other classes, Terry, maybe before you got here, um, that Rabbi Nachman is, is, is a very famous line in Luke Turan that says, Emunah Tefillah, and Eretz Yisrael, are all bound up, Emunah being simple and pure faith, Tefillah being prayer, and, and, uh, uh, and Eretz Yisrael are all bound up, in the idea of the miracles, sorry, miracles are all miracles, prayer, and the land of Israel are all bound up together, and they're all tied into Emunah, having a simple faith in Hashem. And when we lose that simple faith, we kind of go into exile. So Shemesh Barsky is going to take this and kind of flesh out the idea. Kasher pogmin so when we blemish, we create a blemish in Eretz Israel. Shehi inyan ubechinat emunah It's an aspect, it correlates, it parallels, it's analogous to faith and prayer. Hainu kasher Eretz Israel eno And this is very, very key. Meaning, when Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, is not important in their eyes, when Eretz Yisrael, it's the other way around. Well, everybody kind of, without really Shem Shabbat, Rabbi Nachman says, oh, and Munah leads you to Eretz Yisrael, it's the opposite. When Eretz Yisrael is not important in a person's eyes, what happens? Their simple and pure, simple and pure faith in Hashem falls, and their and their ability to pray falls. It's opposite. Everybody reads according to Shem Shabarsky, Everybody reverses the order of Rabbi Nachman. No, in order to get to Eretz Yisrael, we have to work work on our simple and pure faith, and we have to have uh, work on our prayer, and then we'll get to Eretz Yisrael. It's opposite. When I lose my connection to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael becomes less important. Those other two aspects fall apart, and I fall into Galut. I fall into exile. Mm-hmm. So is that what's happening to a lot of the Jewish community in, in the States? hundred percent. That you can be a super from community. I don't take anything away from anybody's learning and and, and Hashem. But what's going on is when I lose my ability to say, "Hey, listen," it doesn't mean you have to move here. But when Eretz Israel loses, you lose that place. Eretz Israel loses its central place. For you, when it's just a place to go to yeshiva, or th- then then ultimately, and that's already a, a very big thing. But Eretz loses its centrality to what you're what you're trying to do with your life. Then all the other things fall apart. All the other things fall apart. It's a very big, powerful statement he says. Then you fall in the galut. I mean, if you fall in the galut, then the world's in galut. In exile, the world is in exile, right? It's not complete. There's something missing in it. Sheikar ha'galut b'klaliyut u'pratiyut hu mechmat chesron amina because the essential part of exile is a lack of faith. But where is that lack of faith caused? Once again, Eretz Yisrael is a land of faith. If I disconnect the modus operandi of my serving of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, with the land of Israel, it means it doesn't fit together, then my, I don't have real pure muna, and ultimately, I remain in Galut, in exile. Ubikar tefillah Galut, sorry, the Ikar, Galut, and then, your prayers fall into exile. It's impossible to really pray. Possibly pray. We see this in Halakha also, because what are we supposed to face? Towards the land of Israel, so you're just lying. Yeah. 
So someone can do that and have no, you know, don't really have it. It's just a kind of a, out of rote. So, because he doesn't have any desire and will to daven, and because of this, he's explaining that Lukutimran by, by this little piece, very simply. And because of that, then there's no miracles in the world. Miracles come from that Lukutimran, says miracles come from prayer. Miracles come from prayer. And prayer and faith are connected together because if I believe that I might, if I believe that the world is flexible in the sense that I have me as an expression of Hashem's will in the world have power over that world to, to change it. That's a very famous Rabbi Nachman. Also, that is the world fixed or is the world not fixed? It's fixed. It's, it, it's fixed as, well, as far as our eyes can see. But in reality, that we have power over the, the changing the world because I can pray to change the world. So it all has to do with each other. If I can pray, if I really, if I really believe my prayers can change the world, then I have faith, and then I can get back to the world of miracles and the world of Eretz Israel. But I first have to believe in Eretz Israel. It all starts with losing my ability to see Eretz Israel as a, as, as a central pillar in what I'm trying to do in my life. It's impossible to activate, activate or actualize miracles in the world without prayer. Who does the miracles? Who does the miracles? What did he give us power to do? We do the miracles. The very act of prayer itself, I really believe it for sure. For sure, I go to Hashem, say, Hashem, I, I need, I need Parnassah. And, oh, we don't think that's a miracle, like, you know, but it is a miracle. The fact that I can pray for anything, believes, I believe that I, can, I have power to change the will, the, the cosmic will. I'm part of the cosmic will, I'm part of that cosmic nigga and that melody that's going on, and I can change it. I, I can't actually request any miracles in the world. Eretz Israel is essential. Eretz Israel is the foundational part of my faith. It's not. It's not something. So if Cook says in the beginning of Orot, it's not something that's 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 physical. It's not a political entity. It's not even. It's not even something. It's a spiritual place that you go to to feel good. Oh, ooh, I got a good pickup here. It's part and parcel, intertwined with who I am. And if I lose that connection, boom, according to Rabbi Shimshon Barsky, based on Rabbi Nachman, I'm out. I'm disconnected. I'm toasted. What's the verse that says your son shall be married to the land? It's as if you mm. won so much uh, that you married to the land. It's that much of a... That's the idea of Hebron, Chibor. Hebron, Chibor. Hebron yeah. is Chibor. Yeah. It all starts in Hebron. Hebron is the, is the Chibor, is the connection, is being part right. of the lands are buried in the land. So is Eretz Israel Geshet Tarmeod? Like Kol Haram Kulo Geshet Tarmeod? If we don't have the focus on that, then we're, we fear. We don't have Amuna. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, that would go into it. It's very nice. That would go, that would go right into the, the whole thing. Because, you know, 
to get through that gesher, you have to have a muna. So that's what he, that's basically what he's saying, right? Saying like you're gonna fall off the defense. And we see what's going on now, like you said. I mean, we're not gonna go into politics, but we see who's who, you know. The same people that are against are the same members of of I'm just sure who are against us being here, the same people that are attacking, you know, attacking attacking all sorts of things. So it's not surprising. So how does it lead into this week's parsha? I'm gonna to try to tie it together. Let's we'll say this can be by what we we'll to learn together. We can, you know, we can apply to many different things in our lives, and it's important because we all kind of go through this. And it, it's toward, it's the 115th lesson of Kutim Run. It's a short lesson. Ki mishu holech It's based on the pasuk ve'amod ha'am merachok. The nation stood afar. Moshe nigash el arafel, and Moshe embraced or entered or touched the darkness. Arafel is really beyond darkness; it's like a fog. It's beyond fog. You can't even see anything. Asher sham elokim, because there is God in the darkness. So that it's fascinating. Pastor, a lot of people just read, people just read right through. Whereas God, God's in the darkness. That in itself is <laughs> right already like the nation doesn't know who God is going to be. He's going to get swallowed up. So they stood afar. They didn't, know they didn't want to go. They didn't want to go in. They didn't say he, they couldn't go in. They didn't want there. They, they didn't, he went in. Yeah. went in. Okay. Somebody who goes in physicality all his life. And afterwards, sometime in his life, he decides. He gets gets you know gets a fiery yearning, and, and he wants to go in the ways of Kadosh Baruch Hu. As I meet that Hadin, mekatreg alav eno maniach oto, eno eno maniach oto lelech b'darche Hashem yiprach. And then, according to the, his judgment, because now he's decided he like, leaves all of his partying behind. He's done hanging out with his buddies and going drinking at night. He wants to settle down, but he wants to serve a Kadosh Baruch Hu and like you know totally reach the highest highs. What happens is that that triggers something. It triggers an opposing force against him. Because according to his din, he needs to get some, you know, he has to get, you know, he has to make up for the fact that he, he spent a lot of his life doing the things that he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah? So he... <clears throat> so what happens is, um, basically, this mania, this very act of returning to Hashem an obstacle is basically ordered for him. An obstacle is ordered for him. Hashem Yibrach Hafeitesed who Hashem loves him so much. He loves the he loves the person that comes back to him. He says, "I want to I have to have to take care of this." He has to. He owes me something. No, owes me something. But he, you know, he's got to he's got to face up to the fact that like kind of like he's got past an obstacle. Can't just get a clean. Can't just uh, get get something for nothing. Not sure, yeah. So to speak, it's not really talking about reality. Hashem, instead of letting the Katrig uh, do it himself, the opposing force say, hey, listen, you know, like, boom, it's like that's like the program works that way. It's like, I return to you, Kashbar, I want to serve you, I want to serve you, I want to serve you. And it should be the opposing, just automatically, the system kicks in, right? Now there's a guy up there discussing it with Hashem. You know, that's a mushal, that's an analogy. No, the system kicks in. That's how I mean. That's how obstacles work. I want to grow. I want to get better. I want to grow higher. I want to, where's Where's the obstacle? Where's the obstacle? It's in the soul. So in here, right? 
We know that's Rabbi Nachman's whole line is here. And we learned it in Rav Kook too. It's not just Rabbi Nachman. It's here. Obstacles are here. Because we really, if we really believe the Chosh Baruch who ran the whole show, even if we have a hard, challenging time, we would know what was going on. It would be such an obstacle. It would just be kind of like, I got I to have to get through this, right? So the obstacle is getting to the point where I know what's really going on. It's just from Hashem. But the obstacle is here. And that's why Rabbi Nachman says, every single time you need to grow. It's not just the Baal it's not just the guy who. It's, every time I want to grow, in, in, in the twenty-fifth story, every time I want to grow, I hit another obstacle in my head, another set of illusory sort of things that I need to deal with that I'd never dealt with before. That's our whole life is is, is about cleaning ourselves out and reaching a point where I embrace the end self in this world. That's the whole thing because God is everywhere. So Shem says, "I love him. So, I love." This person so much that he wants to come, he or she wants to come back to me. He's decided that's it. Master at that smoke head this. Instead of the, the, the opposing force, the, instead of the system just reacting, Hashem himself overrides and, and, so to speak, constricts himself inside the obstacle. The obstacle itself isn't a part of the system anymore. The obstacle is actually a special, special obstacle. Being, being directed directly by the apister, by the creator of the universe. But they basically in the sense that, that the rats on the will of the creator takes the form of this obstacle, which is right here, right? Because he knows what each one needs That's right. in order to take the next. That's right. But this is this is a slight this is a din. This is not I need just I was just saying before that even not even non Balichuva, this is talking about Balichuva, even non Balichuva have this issue of time they want to grow, but that's more of a systemic thing. Where every time I grow, new things that are in the recesses of my subconscious, using my modern parlance, become part of the next level I have to grow I have to break through. Here it over the whole level thing gets overridden. And Shem is really forcing this this obstacle inside, in the pathway. Because he has a lot of years, she or he has a lot of years he's got to make up for, that he didn't have these obstacles. Because you're not really thinking in life, and you're just parting out. There are no obstacles. What's the big deal? It's like the princess, right? Mm-hmm. Come and part, party the, with, with the king of the no good, and you, everything's all good. You have no obstacles, because no one cares. You're just a bystander in this universe of, of distraction. The second you're not distracted anymore and you really want the real deal, that's when all the kind of craziness comes. And so Hashem goes, okay, the first time around, I'm going to give it to you because you're not going to be able to know what, you're not going to be able to handle what's going on. The system itself is constructed in a way that it's really an internal battle inside of myself to clean out my own mis- misguided understandings of my own universe. But if you're not, if, if, if after all these years, you're, you don't have any battle, you're not like battle tested. You're not battle tested. So Hashem doesn't want you to not to go to go against anything you can't deal with. So he takes the mania himself, so so to speak. So I say, right? So is it like in last week's parsha where it said he didn't take them by the short route of the Philistines because he knew that he needed to give them a pass early or they lose mm-hmm. it. But he knew they needed the forty years in in the yeah in the mm-hmm. desert mm-hmm. to prepare them. Hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. That the Chazal says that, and Hasidut also in the Hasidut also says that they went around forty years because they had all these tikkunim, and it wasn't even that generation that went in. They couldn't even go. They couldn't handle it. But the the Gula, in many ways, is a pro, is a process for a reason. It's a process for a reason because we can't handle it all. Once there's no vessels, we haven't built ourselves at all. 
But it's the idea of or without kelim. The redemption right now is a lot of light to it, and because there's a lot of light to it, all these souls that are that are here don't even understand don't understand it. So we're making we're making mistakes. So they, they the same thing. Sorry, you brought up a very good point. In the desert, they couldn't they couldn't handle it, so they took them around forty years. It was, so here's even you know here's this week's parsha. Here's the RFL stay. Moshe goes in. So Rambam says, listen, Kodesh Baruch goes. He wants that person not to fall off, like you said. It's too much light. I want to, I'm going to take the mania myself. He, he constricts himself inside, so to speak, inside this obstacle. And someone who has actually has, has, has knowledge or God consciousness. Someone can look into that obstacle and find Hashem in an obstacle. Someone who actually can think of, you know, clearly will see Hashem in the obstacle. Where's God? Someone tells you where's God tomorrow. Answer him. In a very big city in Aram. But if he's not a bardat, if he isn't someone who's built his God consciousness up, he's going to reach an obstacle and he'll turn right back around. He won't want to handle it. He won't want to deal with it. Deal with it. An obstacle is an aspect of the of the clouds which landed on Har Sinai and the Arafel. Because the clouds and the Arafel, that's darkness. Choshech darkness. Right? Choshech apanei tohom. Darkness on the face of the deep, of the abyss, and the beginning creation. That's the obstacle. Choshech Hulashon Miniya. Choshech, darkness, is a language of obstacle. Kamo Shkatu, Velo Chasachta. He quotes Breshit. Ze Perusha Pasuk, the Amor Amerachok. And this is what. The explanation is of why the Am stood far away. When the Am saw the darkness, that's the obstacle. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to embrace the obstacle. It's an aspect of the consciousness of all of Am Yisrael. The knowledge of all mysteries, consciousness, God consciousness. He entered the darkness because there is God, is in the darkness. That is to the obstacle. He went into the obstacle. He embraced the obstacle. He went through it. That in himself, in it, sorry, itself, in the obstacle itself, that, he, that we were given, that's where God is. That's where God is. God is not necessarily in when it's easy. God is in the darkness in our lives. That's where God, that, that, that darkness is what God gives us in order to find Him there, in order for us to actually grow.
Good? Moshe knew the voice of God. I think he he, he understood was Hashem calling him. Hmm? Um, and didn't it say somewhere that oh no, that, that the people mustn't go on the mountain? On the mountain. This is the Arafat. This is oh, the. This is, yeah. So that's before. So they were afraid. I mean, they were f- because they didn't know. I mean, I mean that's that's what you know. The in connection to this, people are afraid. Yeah. So like you know, it, it was very easy to get to Eretz Israel. It was very easy to make Eretz Israel central to my life. Then that wouldn't be an obstacle, would it? So the obstacle in people's minds now is that the fact that I, I don't believe, you know, they see the darkness. They can't see God in the dark. They can't see God in the darkness. It's a, 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 a deep lack of amuna grows within them. This goes across the board, all of the world. And really, it's just Hashem. Hashem is giving us the obstacle. So are all obstacles from Hashem? Or do all, we just face some because we create, we do stupid things? <laughs> we do stupid things because we haven't we haven't repaired that part of ourselves yet, and that in and of itself is an obstacle. Right? That's that's we haven't yet removed that part of ourselves that is troubling us. And goes for everybody because we don't we wouldn't be here, um, and therefore that causes us to act a certain way. But but all all obstacles are pretty much from Hashem, right? But this is talking about a particular type of obstacle. When we're ready to serve Hashem in Be'emet, the 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 katrigo, the the opposing force, doesn't you can't you can't be. He has to face himself or herself, and it's very frightening. So Hashem does it for him, it makes it a little easier. It's the old the old under, the understanding that, that everything happens, everything I'm put through. The guy God gives me, he gives me, he knows I can handle it. It's like the rule, right? Um, but he's there in it. He's there in it. Yeah. He's there in it. We'll back, go back to 20, because, no. We'll go back to the 25th Torah because it, it all has to do with this idea of what a klipa and an obstacle. A klipa is an obstacle, right? So um, it's more than that, but it manifests itself. It's necessary for a person to take himself out of his imagination, the, le- the level of imagination. To raise himself up to the seicho. Of course, there's a beautiful part in order to code this on this also that the, that the dimion, the imagination, the seichel have to work together. So we're not saying not to not to he's not saying to ignore the imagination. In fact, in other places he says the koch of dimion, the power of ma- imagining something is very powerful. But without the seichel to, to actually harness it, the intellect to harness it, it becomes a runaway train. So they're saying the same thing. They, they you know they, they have to work together. When you get pulled out after your dimyon, after your imagination, this is, you become pulled into this 
your heart. You, that you go after the imagination that's in the lev, the heart. And you end up breaking your when you go out from this level of ima- of imagination, and you break the stone heart you have, right? The heart of stone. That's in the, that's in your It's the language of Galut and language Gula. When I live in my medimio in my imagination only, when the world the world's injecting constantly new impulses to imagine new things, which are not helping us. This goes back to the idea of motorotic uh, uh, um, uh, excess th- thoughts. Then I remain in galut, exile. But when I break this heart of stone, zebichinet shamir, when it's the shamir, do you guys know? It's the worm that the worm that breaks breaks down stone. That way, you don't have to you take you and uh, utensil to it, and therefore you can build the. Out of it, right? This is an aspect to the Shamir worm because you've broken your heart of stone. That through this breaking apart of the stone, the desires of your imagination, you no longer go after the desires of your imagination. It's unbelievable how, how much foresight Rabbi Nachman had 200 years ago about what kind of world we'd be living in at the end of days. You know, that we can look on the internet. Now that's talking about really bad stuff about anything. And it just creates a world upon worlds and parts of it, right? And instead you go after your seichel, your intellect. It's the godly seichel, right? Not, not just being, you know, because a lot of times people think they're using their seichel and they're actually using their imagination. And all the time that you don't take your intellect out, actualize your intellect, and you don't use your seichel still. And your, and your intellect remains in the level of potential. And even though at, you've already broken your imagination, one stands, one falls, uh, but your intellect still remains in potential. Now, Vidash, Behold, Lambo, Lambo, Homedrego, Medrayish, Sham, Dimionot, Elo. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to every single level in the world, every single level person is growing in, there are these imaginations, illusions. They are the peels that surround the fruit. It's a very Kabbalistic concept. Right? We have discussed this before. Egos is nuts. And it's the same gematria as Tov, which is 17. And to get to the Tov, you have to break through the Klippot. It's a very classic Hasidic concept. And... Um, but he's using it here very differently than other Hasidic uh, 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 movements. That here, everything for Rabbi Nachman is here. That the demyonot in my head at any given moment 
surround the thing I'm really supposed to be going at. Where's the obstacle? Here. So every time I'm trying to grow, there's an obstacle to prevent my growth. That that when I really like, like and many times there's Hashem behind those obstacles. Always Hashem behind everything. But there's like the part of those obstacles that I, I myself am self-generating because I have yet to fix those things. And there's those other obstacles that Hashem knows I need in order to break through, in order to grow. So at every single level, there's these obstacles. Let's call them obstacles, not just klipot. So vim elak tusho b'chinat saviv rasha'in tachun. Kishadam na'atek medregel medregel al sarik lo lelech derech elu dimyonot k'de la'agia el k'tusha. They have to go in through these uh, illusions. Every single time he wants to grow, new illusions come. Because he's going to another level in his self-development, his and her self-development. He's going to another RFL. He's going to another RFL. At the end of the days, right, we, we sit here and we have a lot of, like, a lot of distractions, a lot of obstacles to get back to where we're supposed to be, back to Eretz Yisrael. And that's all part of the show. So we have two options, right? That's two options. We can be like the Am and be Merachok and not face up to the obstacles, the very scary obstacles that are oftentimes in our lives. Or we can go forward and be a Bardat, have gun consciousness, and go in. Take of Kisha Ole Lemidrega, and immediately when you go up to another level, I said, Az Nitorarin, a Klipot, Shimidrega, Misaravin, Oto. Like I said, there's a system that kicks in. Then, he goes up, wants to go to another level of Abzashem. Hashem. wants to get closer to Kosh Barakal. It's close to Hashem. What happens? It awakens the Klipot. The imaginations, the minyot, the obstacles that are uh, at that that are at that level. It's necessary to push back on them and to break them, and to purify this place of klipot. Just in here, whatever place, wherever you are, that's your place. That's you're going through. That's the galut one's going through. And so, oftentimes, this is what he talks about in other places, Rabbi Nami, that, that you fall. Why do you have to fall? Because you fall because you have to, you, 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 you are yet ready to go to the RFL. You, you, you're, re- you're yet ready to go in. But you fall and then you recognize, oh, I have to, just, I have to go through it, I have to go through it. But the challenge is there's a lot of people that don't aren't ready. So I just fall away. That's the tahom. The Torah wants to make us believe, right, the abyss that Esau gives us is that there is no way out of this darkness. That's the sleep that, that the Ahasuerus tried to put everybody in. Yeah. There's no way out, so just go to sleep. Stay here in Bavel. Stay here in Bavel. Nice here. It's nice here. Our challenge now is that, that we're really in a big bind. Because the tahom is so 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 deep, we don't even know how to get out of it. Those of us who know we're in a tahom. <laughs> <laughs> even know that much, yeah. 
Geshur Sarmaod, right? It's the chaos. The, it's the chaos at the end. It's the chaos at the end of days, because the end of days is all about that tahom. Because I really don't know why things are going this way. I don't really know why why I'm feeling this way, because all these injections of information, all these impulses, all these, you know, inner this inner storm that, that everybody's going through, and they're all we're all going through our own little inner traumas, are all part and parcel of our, our figuring out to come back. We're a very blessed generation, because we have everything at our fingertips, but at the same time. It's very detrimental to us. And at the same time, it's allowed this Ruach Mashiach to grow. Where everybody, Jews and Nazis, have woken up and go, wow, they have to really, there are groups of us that are waking up. They're understanding that the redemption is much bigger than a political entity. It's much bigger than something that is just, is just waving a flag. That the first time since Adam Arisha, we have a chance to, to free ourselves from the Nachash. Nachash and Mashiach are the same gematria, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Same numerical value. Mm-hmm. And so, but we have to get through the Nachash, we have to get through the ops, we have to get through the Arathel, the darkness, without falling into the abyss. That's the key point. That's the key point that Rabbi is trying to make. And everything he's, and all of us is trying to say, is that that's the, that's the little, that's the issue, that's the challenge to go through. Uh, and then there's note that uh, Rabbi Nassim, in his book, I Learned the Truth, uh, Healing Leaves, it's in English, uh, he says that in one of the letters, on Mani'ah, the obstacles to his son, he says you have to hold strong and understand the Mani'ah, the obstacles, he quotes Rabbi Nachman, he did all, as he does often in, in, in the letters to his son, that you just, you have to understand, you have to face them, they're all from Hashem, you have to get to go through them. And only at that point, only at that point when you recognize the obstacle itself is Mokadosh Baruch that's the that's when you start growing. That's when you actually find because you find God. Who do you who do you really find? Who do you find? Yourself. yourself. Yeah. The authentic self, the who you really supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. You get zikaron. You get memory back. That's the how. Shall we bless this week to have uh, to go to go through the RFL? When you're learning, when you're reading the parsha, now you see you see it right in the parsha. That's exactly what's going on. It's the blueprint for our own personal development, our own personal life, our own personal redemption.